Trey. How's it going? Good. Hey, you've got a stubble. Yeah, I got a little stubble. I'll fix that. Maybe. You got some oh, serious. I, I got some serious stubble. Some stubble to be proud of. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Um, what do we want to talk about today? You know, you know, there's actually something a little on my mind. It may be a little divergent, but what the hell? What does it matter at this point? Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm curious about, uh, I, I've been having this thing, This I'm, I, I want to talk about composition. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious about your perspective on, on uh, and, and we don't have to talk about it much, but I'm just, I just, I ran across something this week. I started writing more seriously this week um, on this project that you know about, but, but uh, I'm doing a recording of with just the instrument, no other instruments and kind of approaching it like as if you had kind of a string quartet of, of our instruments. Yes. It's, it's loose, loosely. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes it goes really well. I, I'm just writing and then I have to go back and play everything, but sometimes it goes really well. Uh, and there's been big gaps. I've been working over the last few years and I, I just kind of got back in a couple of weeks ago and, um, started approaching one of the pieces that really kind of goes a little further out where I had planned. Like there's some distortion. I wasn't going to use any distortion. I'm just going to use just the clean sound. Um, but this thing needs that, and it's it's a it's a little bit groovier and and chunkier and 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 more rock. Like if you had one, okay, this is the thing we'll we'll get to here. If you had, if there were drums, it would be really easy to do it. Mm -hmm. um, because the structure, the musical structure can kind of sit on top of that energy and where you want um, uh, more drama, the drummer just turns up the drummer dial, right? <laughs> and the music basically stays the same, or you kind of, kind of, you know what I mean? Like the, the architecture yeah. of the music stays the same. So I don't have that. So I was working on um, uh this pretty cool uh, chord sequence that 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 chunks that 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 wraps up a section near the beginning and then it wraps up the ending, and near the beginning um, it's kind of a boo, 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 with these modulations, boo, boo. pretty simple but kind of kind of cool. Works totally fine in the beginning of the, at the, at the end of the beginning of the piece. Then there's a middle section. Then we go to the end. And now I'm I'm extending this chord progression. It, it wants to just keep going and going and going. And man, it just was getting. After I went back and revisited it after like six or eight months, it um, it's not that it goes on too long, but it just gets monotonous. It just gets. So I thought, okay, it's heavy. I can do. Uh, um, you know, I'll add some, it's like power chordy. I'll, I'll add some, uh, um, uh, you know, some chromatic walk downs here and there just to throw it off, just to make it, 
uh, more exciting because like I say, if you know if Pat's playing along, well, you don't have to do anything. You just play the, the freaking notes and, and it gets more exciting. And then he overdubs some some squeaky chairs and a, and a, and a little mousy sound and a garage door slam at the end and you've won the game, right? Mm -hmm. But we, you, I don't have that. Um, so I, I was like, okay, so what I do is I make a little mix uh, put it on MP3 on my phone, and when I'm driving errands, I listen in the car. It's like, okay, well, this is this is where it should start. Okay, it goes fine, goes fine for this long, and then like somewhere around seven or eight times through the cycle or, or into the cycle, you know, it needs a little chromatic mic. So I came back, I wrote a couple of things like, eh, eh, eh. okay, that's cool, I like that. Now I'll do another one of those, and then I'll just change the rhythm a little at the end. So it's just kind of mutating a little bit and getting a little more unsettling seemed great next day i listened to the car i was like ah shit <laughs> it's like kind of a little awkward like the hits kind of come in awkward ways so i was like okay i'll do it again and i did it again and still i feel like i felt like i got the right spot for it to start to deviate but then i couldn't it was kind of jumpy and and uh, again even a jumpy as jumpy as they were if you had a drummer, no big deal. Mm -hmm. um, so the next day I woke up and I thought, fuck, you know what I have to do is I really need to just learn this whole section on the instrument and then just, just play it. Um, so that's what I did. Um, not that I didn't know it, but I had, I was, you know, I was in composer mode, not player mode. So now I went into player mode and, um, it was relatively easy to find the right thing. And the right thing was close to what I had been doing for three days, but it was also some kind of funny choices. Like the, the chromatic lines started on a different note that like intellectually, I wouldn't, I, I didn't think of because it just didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't obviously fit the pattern. And of course now it's like been another day. It's like, okay, now it totally makes sense. But um uh, super interesting like there's there's a uh it wasn't just the it, i was i'm trying to figure it out and this is what i kind of want to throw up on the table uh it wasn't just that um okay there's a little bit of like okay now it's a physical thing right like there's a physical human doing a physical thing and now you're gonna um, physically uh, make the phrase in a way that's organic or, or whatever you want to say. It goes with the physical body. You know, uh, We can play anything, and that's what, you know, relatively, that's kind of what you and I have been working on for decades is to be able to play anything. But still, there's stuff that resonates and stuff that, that feels good to play, you know. And so it, it, it was kind of that but only a little bit. And then it was also um, a little bit of, it, it, it was not, I felt, well, this is, the, this is an interesting question. It wasn't so much like, oh, I have this deep relationship with my instrument. So I just need to play it on my instrument, man. And it, it'll come out. It, it, it actually felt like I could hear better what the right thing was mm -hmm. uh, because of, I don't know all those variables and uh, 
was, it's great. It's also a little frustrating because you can't, I can't really write this whole thing. It doesn't, it doesn't work to write a whole string quartet from your violin part. I, I don't think, I mean, mm -hmm. it, 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 you know, I can't, it, it maybe, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this whole project. Like, am I going to need to go in and be playing every single part in the composition process mm -hmm. or, or away from, you know, so I, I just throwing that up there. What, 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 what do you got? And is there any connection to how you worked with the string quartet or is that a, is that a totally different way of um, writing for you? No, I mean, I, I can answer as a composer and as an instrumentalist and also as a, as a teacher, a composition teacher, right? Yeah. So like, first of all, like what you said about like, if there were drums it would be easy. Okay. So if you say something like that, it's sort of like, um, and I say this in the nicest way possible, it kind of means that there, maybe there's something lacking in the composition. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Well, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's kind of obvious. Well, right? you know, it's, so. it's, it's a crutch that we use as rock musicians, having yeah. a drummer, yes. you know, and it's built, it's built into the form to a degree anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And so what does a drummer provide a rhythm, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so the interesting thing here is that we're actually talking about rhythm, even though you have your composition with your chords and stuff, it's but, really, but really it is, it is about rhythm yeah. and yeah. rhythm, rhythm, um, is also represented in articulation. So rhythm does not mean you have to have a complex rhythmic line or it's, it's about how short, how long the notes are. And also, how they are being played dynamically. So for example, when you described what the outro part sounded like, like one of the uh, associations I had was like, okay, play it very softly, like, like softly or muted or something like that and make it sound completely different than the intro. Don't kind of like, you know, reprise the musical material, but don't reprise the, uh, the energy of it, right? So, so try to give a different energy to it. And at that point, then maybe halfway through, because that section is longer, right? At the end, maybe you drop one voice of the four notes and turn one of them into like a, a an extra, another melody or something, right? So you would, you would kind of like, and I think that that would actually be a solution, a potential solution, even there. So softer, um, maybe thin out the material, add another melody that's something like what you did with those chromatic chromatic runs then i guess yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, i mean this is this is uh, you know and we're just we're talking a little bit abstractly this is uh a very it, this is much more muscular than yeah. those pieces uh but i think you kind of get that yeah. yeah 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 for sure for sure yeah so but i i, I still think that that um this these principles apply anyway like no matter which which energetic level you are on it it kind of like works and it's it's again like if you're talking about the rock musician uh, approach like the idea would be to have the, the finale like louder or right right or pushing more and 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 i think in um, in sort of like uh, traditional instrumental forms that's not necessarily the case i mean quite often this is this is the case actually but it doesn't have to be Right. But it's so, usually it's usually done in the it's it's done in the architecture of the music, not in the performer like yeah. jabbing 
more energy in, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. But like more like like playing softer, for example, mean can mean more energy. More intensity. Yeah. More intensity, right? Or 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 having a different tempo there, like slowing it down or speeding it up, or you know, all these things are available at, at all times. And really that's kind of like what what my initial reaction to it was but then not having heard the piece um well what do i know right but when i when i write i have sort of uh i'm coming from a different completely different place where i i do um sort of inject everything everything and i mean that literally like everything uh, the whole world into that musical material already so that when i actually work with the musical material I don't have to ask these questions. I can sort of like trust the process that the player, and this is why it's interesting that you mentioned that, that you then had to play it, right? So the player sort of like takes part of the response or carries part of the responsibility for the composition. And this is sort of what you describe that you sort of like have to, you have to bring, or you bring yourself as a performer into the picture. And then you get, you get the ideas or you get like pointed to where you need to make changes and and like you say maybe you you discover uh pitches or rhythms that you wouldn't have thought of right mm -hmm. and and i i think it's it's kind of like it's important and so for my process i i do i try to leave the performer part out for as long as possible and i try to imagine what will this well, what could this sound like if performed? And so it's sort of like these. So the stage of then uh, applying dynamics uh, markings, for example, all right, is the very, very last thing I, I do. Um, you know, especially because I don't I, I do want to have the, the, the pitch structure and everything totally complete and laid out. And then it's just a matter of kind of like getting into, do I want things to kind of like go down here, go up there, blah, blah, blah. It's almost like, um, it's like a, it's like painting a second layer onto your painting, right? It's almost, it's almost as if what is underneath is not that important anymore. It's, it's like you're, 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 you're drawing like windows onto a canvas mm -hmm. and you can see the other, the underlying, uh, picture underneath you know so that's 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 sort of how and I that's see. making a that's making a larger shape too isn't it yeah exactly and you know this larger shape is and this is this is sort of like one of the problems also for i find like a lot of compositions that i see but i'm i'm you know i go on youtube and i watch like score videos of contemporary stuff right and the problem I have with a lot of music that's um, new music is that it seems as if, and I'm, I'm only obviously I'm not talking about the great stuff here, okay? Well, but but some it's it's like it takes so the, much work to make even the mediocre stuff. It takes it's a lot like, of work, but what happens usually is that the the form of the material and the form of the articulation of the expression or the, the that second layer or third and fourth layer however you want to talk, think about it is sort of like tied to the form of the initial material mm. and that is that is sort of like something that is is bores me to death yeah. 
right? When I see, okay, like there's like this section and then af after that section, we get a change, right? Like it, the material changes and the dynamic level changes or, right? Or it's, I find that extremely uninspiring. So I, that's why I approach things sometimes even uh, forcefully where I say, okay, like I have this pattern for, or I have this structure for the pitch material, I have this structure for the rhythms, I have this structure for the dynamics, and I only combine them, you know, I, I compose each of those layers, uh, you know, independently, and then put them together, mm -hmm. right? So, um, so that, you know, like I say, like a larger form or like a meta, meta form uh, appears once you put these things together. And is that, is that partly because you, this is a oversimplifying question, is that partly because you want to surprise yourself? Um, I guess, yes, because like, I, you know, I want to enjoy the music that I'm, that I'm right. making. But I mean, there's something, it's something unexpected even comes from the process. I, I, it does, but I don't think that it is um, actually something that you could that you could really hear when you listen as a you know when you're just the recipient of that music, right? Mm -hmm. of, of those sounds, I still I still you know the idea is still to make it organic, sound organic and natural and um, in you know intentional. Okay. It's not it's not yeah it's not it's not about the uh, uh, creating an effect. Let's say. It's more. It's more about getting. Um, I mean, the, the funny thing is, like, I think I could nowadays. I could write like that, even without these crutches of composing things separately, right? Like, I already have a have a sense for yeah. these. Um, you could say like overlapping cycles of like these different levels that we can put into a composition, right? So, but. Um, but I think it just it just helps to sort of like have these um, these parameters um, on on different on different train tracks, sort of like, right? And yeah, it's not it's not about surprising myself so much anymore. It's it's probably to um, make sure I don't fall into um, a pattern that is sort of like a pattern of. Uh, which I, well, I just said that I believe I don't even have that pattern anymore, <laughs> but mm. I still, you know, that that's maybe what I'm, what I'm, what I would be afraid of. Mm. Mm. But then, then I have, I have all sorts of different modes of composing anyway. And there's right. like one mode, which is like totally intuitive where I just, where I just like say, I just play, sit at the piano and I play and like if things come out just without any mm. concept. Mm. Yeah. But, it's but, you know, when I've, I've been I've been listening listening back to I kind of have this I keep a I, for this project I keep a folder and whenever uh, um, I get a new final version I replace I put it in that folder so everything's in there and mm -hmm. I went back and listened to some stuff from not that long ago but um, weirdly the stuff that I kind of made the most outrageous sometimes even random choices. Or the stuff that is still the it's actually become more interesting over time. Mm -hmm. um, strange changes, or just like I'm just going to go here now, and I don't even care how I get over here. I'm just going to do it this way, <laughs> and then yeah. it, it, it's actually very 
still it, it, it's still refreshing even though it was awkward to listen to at the time mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. i know i know exactly what you mean like you know i i uh, just put out one of these podcasts with sean again like the the third one with sean crowder and it was interesting like because we kind of like ended up talking for 45 minutes about like why you should why you do want to learn all 12 notes right right mm-hmm. why you want to make mistakes as you improvise mm-hmm. why you want to play that sour note right and it's a little bit like this when you say it that is. Ma- in, it in is. your composition you're making it's just another flavor choice. like it's just it's another a, flavor don't cut it out yeah it's another flavor and maybe it's like random right but who cares like it 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 really opens the door or it's sort of like the uh the background to the foreground right so you have like something that without you know like without death there's no life you Mm -hmm. know and you know that's kind of like how i see it like Mm -hmm. um like the 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 black keys define the white keys right 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 (laughs) and uh and so i i i think it's i think it's really uh you know that's why i one of the one of the ways that i compose like one of the tools pretty simple is uh, using dice right so so then and and the comp- the comp- the the technique is is great though because it does not feel like I'm not composing mm-hmm. because first of all you know I'm the person who decides to use that you know dice so okay and you decide so that, how to use them exactly and then and then like say say I have uh, a row of pitches and a row of um, node values right just put them together. And then it doesn't stop there, right? So then you can say, okay, now I'll harmonize this. And the act of harmonizing the random melody, right? Obviously, you need to harmonize this in such a way that it turns into something that you enjoy listening to or that, that, that sounds great to you, right? But it's possible. Like you can take any, any random musical material and by working with it, like not by changing it, by working on it, by adding things, you can you can turn it into something great, and mm-hmm. and and that should be you know that's that's sort of um, why um, generally I don't like the idea of less is more, like because oh, yeah. because yeah. because it's sort of bullshit. It's kind of like it's bullshit in the sense that people get something wrong because when they talk about less is more, what they mean is. Uh, less quantity more quality mm-hmm. right but that doesn't have to be the case it can be more quality right mm-hmm. so more is more mm-hmm. right and and this is this is how i um th- that's why i think that any sort of uh, choice you make and even if you left leave that choice of pitch to to a die right it's uh, or two two dice you you know you get um you get an, um, you get you get something that you have to make work, and in a way, that's the de- that's the definition of what I think a composer is. A composer is not just like a, an antenna that. Uh, I mean, maybe there are people like that, okay, but you know, it's not like that for me. It's not like I receive and I write it down. No, no, I receive I receive the uh, impulse to create something. And then from then on out, it's it's problem solving, right, right, right. And yeah. and that is what what I think what usually composers do. And then you have like a certain kind of composer uh, 
uh, you know, people who have developed a toolbox to create movie soundtracks, let's say. So they have all the all the modules available already, and they it's basically then I don't want to say just yeah, yeah, it's kind of mix and match. It's it's and it's it's still problem solving. The form because, is known. You you there there's so many parameters already determined that you're yeah. you're, you're kind of shaking it. And, yes. Yeah. yeah. So so really, I think that. Um, well, I, used I, mean, to that. I used to envy that situation. I used to think that um, actually for a long time, I would feel uh, like, man, why can't I just be a heavy metal guitar player? Like you got your, you know what you need to play. The audience knows how to listen to it. You know how to do it. And it's just like the language is there. You don't have to fucking build a language and build the instrument and teach the audience and learn yourself. You just, it's just there. <laughs> Now I don't feel like that anymore, but it's it's on and off. It's been like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I I I don't know. <laughs> I I wasn't even able to envy people like that because I, it's just so far beyond my horizon to to be that way, right? I uh, I think you need just need to be a certain personality to uh, be able to do that. Just just like you know what I do you need to be a certain like you need to be ignorant in a way right <laughs> and and it's um yeah i don't know you know like i think what we um like what years ago when you talked about your your um um how, how did you call it like developing your your voice right like as a oh, on the, on, on, yeah on the, yeah on the you know what you, you know what yeah. i mean right yeah um so this 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 I think it's sort of uh, a little bit like um, you are what you eat when people say that, right? Mm -hmm. And it is like that with uh, becoming an instrumentalist, becoming a composer. Like the tools that you develop, like your diet, right? Mm -hmm. As in in your the music you listen to, uh, the uh, books you read, um, the kind of music theory you study. Um, the way that your 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 brain processes music, right? Like it's something that you would you would want to work not on the actual music, not on the composition, but you would work on these tools. Your diet. On your diet, yeah. So and then so so at the end, like when you compose, you 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 compose what your diet sort of like has programmed your body to do. Right, and so that's why I think that that's kind of like a, a guaranteed um, uh, success. Like if you if you want to develop your own voice, right? Mm -hmm. Like develop the tools, um, develop your own method. Um, yeah, maybe build your own instrument. I'm not I'm not I'm not that kind of guy. I mean, even though I did, but it's not it's not about inventing the instrument, right? But right, um, right. But yeah that's that's sort of like the uh the easy way to find your own voice you know mm -hmm. you know something you just said a minute ago reminded me of exactly what uh i remember david sylvian telling me uh when we were working on the first day and it's funny i have these i have these um I have these eight cassette tapes of of just robert and i sitting in my back studio in new york like in 1991 
mm-hmm. and putting together ideas of which many of them became uh, on the on the Sylvia Frick record. And so we wrote uh, um, like the more I don't know what you call it the more crimsony, more apps. Uh, 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 asymmetrical, rhythmic, strange stuff that's on that record. Um, kind of Robert and I already had the ideas together. We just kind of arranged them. And we recorded them with Jerry at Dreamland. There were no vocals. And, um, you know, David had a few songs, uh, but did they even make it on the record? I can't even remember if they made it on the record. Anyway, uh we had this song that we called Splatology that ended up becoming uh, 20th Century Dreaming, uh, which is in five or something. Uh, yeah, and also Firepower as well, but uh, 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 Splatology. And um, as I remember, like there were no vocals and there wasn't really any concern. I was sure, I was curious, you know, I, I didn't know David very well. and. I'd only known Robert a few years and he's Robert and they've worked together for decades or, or, or you know, if yes, it were yeah. me, I would, I would have been like, when's the vocals coming? I don't, I, you know, like, or, or is this going to be instrumental? Cause it's going to be instrumental. We need to do something different. And, um, you know, we didn't hear any vocals. And then one day all the vocals were there like in one day. <laughs> and, 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 and um, he found a way to not only, make them fit naturally in, in the, 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 the phrasing within us, but really odd lyrics that all tied together. And I was like, what the fuck? How did you come up with that? And, 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 and it literally was like, it wasn't like we're working it. He was never working it. He just showed up one day and, you know, after a few hours, it was all, it was basically all, all there. Um, you know, whereas I would be trying stuff over weeks, you know, like, I like that. I like that. He just did that. And, you know, I asked him, I was like, how did you like, was that hard? It was like, he's like, no, I I can, I can write, I can write to anything. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And that was cool. It was like, yeah, that's a, that's a, uh, you know, it's half competence, but also why shouldn't I be able to write to anything? Yeah, I I can just write to anything, you know, and and that it's good is nice, um, but it wasn't even that. It was like, um, and I don't even know, I don't even know. I, I've seen David wrestle one one of his other songs we didn't record, um, and he was still wrestling. It was a beautiful song. We played it as a trio, but he was still like. I don't know this chord part here. I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. So he didn't, he didn't not wrestle, but um, uh, it was a fascinating thing. And of course, that's what you get. That's what you get with collaboration is that somebody throws you something that you couldn't, you wouldn't make for yourself. Right. Like, like, you know, you're, 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 you're challenged in that, that, that challenge of being thrown material that you want to merge something with um, kind of throws you off your, your stool in a normal way and now you have to yeah you you see and that's that's sort of like what you can create for yourself even if you're on your own right you can you can use dice you can use cards with 
ideas on them that you draw out of a hat or whatever. Like there's there's all sorts of ways you can kind of like predefine the structure of the song, where, but there's no song, right? And you write the song into the form, right? Like you can you can create these starting points that basically are collaborators now. Then you know those, and 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 I find that like as as a musician who is more sort of like also let's say a researcher, right? Like it's not necessarily. I've never been about creating the perfect piece or or being a, be even. I don't even want to be great at something, right? It's 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 not about me. It's about. I mean, in the end, it's about me because I want to hear the result of the research. You know, I want to find out what that experiment sounds like. And sometimes, sometimes I you know I I I, I feel quite often like maybe like a third of the time that my work is a failed experiment. Mm. Um, That's not a then, bad ratio. Say it again. That's not a bad ratio. <laughs> you think so? Yes. Yeah, but 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 I mean, like like a third of the experiments, really, I would say, yeah, no, it's 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 failed. But then it, even that doesn't stop me from doing that, doing it again. So that is kind of like the interesting. So I aspect that in a way you could say maybe it's I'm somewhat ignorant because I I don't want to learn a hundred percent from my failures mm. because I still believe in the original idea somehow. So. So that's why I'm also over the course of my career, I'm creating variations on the same idea somehow to, to just um, see, is there anything in there that is worth exploring? And, yeah, and um, yeah, you know, this, 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 this um, for me, I would say it's a continuum of on one side, you have like, total freedom intuition um right and on the other side you have you could have like a totally predetermined piece of mm -hmm. music where you you where you don't allow yourself any influence right mm -hmm. and i i think that what what sort of like is is my take on that is that i want to be able to um very very quickly kind of go back and forth and assume any position like between these two poles Right, like the idea to, to come, kind of always, not necessarily like uh, being a, a, uh, aware, uh, you know, but aware of the fact that I am good at moving on that on this mm -hmm. continuum, right? Mm -hmm. And this this is sort of like what I think is uh, is a great, um, very human. Um, capability like we can have emotions on one side we can have reason on the other side right mm -hmm. and what makes humans great is that we use both we need mm -hmm. both we are both we're not just one of those mm -hmm. right and um in psychotherapy this this idea of um um trance right like like the the moment where there's like you're open up a channel to your subconscious. Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of like sort of like a similar thing where you go like on one side you could say is familiar, on the other side is the unfamiliar. Mm -hmm. And so as and so this is also important for me as a composer, like because you were asking about if I wanted to be surprised, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, to an extent I wanted to be surprised, but at the same time I want I also want to have the feeling as if I already know this. 
Mm. So it's kind of like both, and and it's this this oscillation, in particular uh, with my piece uh, Todd Morton five thirteen. I had this idea that I want sort of like the the basic structure to be so simple that everybody who listens to it, like subconsciously, kind of like gets what the progression is. Mm-hmm. But then what is kind of like built around that is so complex that at the same time, even though your subconscious knows what's happening, your conscious cannot predict what's going to come. And it's that it's that contradiction that kind of then, you know, like makes your mind um, oscillate between surprise and uh, familiarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And, and that's where I see real power. You know, because that's that's also that's the moment where you where you get in a trance where you um, where you where you learn a lot when you um, become uh, you get sort of like the the superpowers that humans have some people call it flow or whatever right you know yeah yeah and yeah I, I think, go ahead go ahead no no I was trying to say there 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 are many. Uh, many ways that you can sort of like uh, create these situations. You know, it's not something that's that's uh, you know that's only for artists or like you know, for an elite of people. No, it's just plain stuff. Like like I don't know. Like you you I I don't know much about what you do sports wise, but with your Brazilian jiu jitsu, I'm pretty sure that what I just described. Like exactly applies. Yeah, yeah yeah right. So except it's, when, it's, except your failures hurt yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it's a lot of failure it's a lot of failure and and you got to just try so and it's and it's completely improvised yes yes i mean there's 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 a lot of technique but there's no um you can practice as much as you want well it's just like our instruments but there's no pure situation that happens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's always some that somebody's always giving you something a little different to work with. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like every it's a, it's not like every piece of music you're playing with a different drummer or like every bar it's a different drummer, but it's something like that. Like you could even come in with the same piece, but now you have a different drummer and now it's all different, right? Yeah, yeah. And I I, I think um, I mean I, I for me as much as I have written and do write and will continue to, I, I feel like at my core, I'm kind of an improvising musician, even though I wouldn't somehow necessarily categorize myself externally, but internally, that's how I feel. And um, so I'm always trying to figure out ways to do that. And I can even remember like what, what you were saying earlier, one of the things that I used to do I, I, it's possible that I even became an improvising musician because I, I needed to make up for weaknesses in compositions. And one of the things that I used to do when I was a kid, um, working on these four tracks sitting back here, I would have sections of music that made sense. They made sense in the same piece, but I ne- couldn't necessarily figure, I, I hadn't figured out yet how to make transitions between them. Yes. So, but there was no editing Mm -hmm. so i we would just record and just leave some space Mm -hmm. you know but we had to get the basic tracks down and even like committed like we even had to bounce the drums and the guitars together and then there would be like eight bars and now now it's the job to figure out okay that's partly composition but also improvise and figure out how to you know um 
that kind of puzzle solving. I, I mean, that's kind of what production is for me anyway, but um, that that's like making yourself a, 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 a place where you have to really just get, get the goods, get the goods on the fly. <laughs> Yeah. So about 10 years ago, I, I had this idea for a guitar quartet, um, and which I then started, like, you know, I put together a quartet with a trio from Estonia, and uh, we only played a couple shows, as I can remember, but it was, uh, I actually wrote a manifesto for that. And like, point one was, one idea per piece is more than enough. <laughs> And and I, I literally I still I still believe that not just not just if you're approaching something like minimal music or something where you can obviously you can do a lot with one idea, um, but I also mean that in a in a, in the grandest scheme of things, even if you want to write a symphony, right? You don't need to start with two themes. You don't need to start with three themes, or you know, like you you can start with one thing, which you then kind of like develop everything else from, right? So this, this idea that you would have to have sections, right? Even for, and that sections will come together or that you have to kind of like create transitions. That is something that I have, have you know, long left behind me that because I believe that it's, it's totally, well, for me, totally process-based, right? So you, you start with one thing and this one thing leads to another. Right? And and as stupid as it may sound, but if you play on a guitar and you practice one, two, three, four, okay, that's the A section, okay? And the B section is one, two, four, three, right? You see, it's like, so you, you can you can just permutate what is there. Like you make your only, the, you, the, your cell is one, two, three, four. And then you go from there. And as you as you compose, you will find lots of ways to modulate or you know uh, transform the material into something else, and that's where your B section is. That's where your C section is, right? Yeah. This this is it's something that just, just that that comes from what you already have, or at least that that's sort of like my idea, right? Like it happens very rarely that like it's that I have two separate ideas that then uh, come together in a piece of music. It's uh, just something that. I have to say, I feel I don't even feel comfortable with uh, somehow, and maybe it's it's maybe you know that's something that um, maybe like one of the big restrictions I have. Like, yeah, because I'm I'm actually having the I ha I'm having the opposite experience, uh -huh. which is I find if I have I can permutate forever yeah. and never get anywhere. I mean, mm -hmm. not not always, you know. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's writing for, um, there's kind of, I don't know what you call it, like research and development, just like what you're d constantly doing. Right. And then there's, um, with a purpose, there's a show at the end of the month, or I'm getting get together with Marcus and we're going to record something or, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that everything has focused there, but, um, mm -hmm. I can permeate forever and come up with a million cool things. Uh, as soon as I have, um, but if I, if, if I come up with, I mean, I call it a B section, but just, if I go left field into another territory and, and now I have these two things and I'm not talking about like, 
the feelings are totally different, but just it's, it's the, even starting with like the opposite kind of material. Now I have something, uh, now I have something that I have to balance and there's a dynamic, there's like a dynamic between the things. And I, I realize that makes a certain kind of music, a more, a more, uh, a structured kind of music. But for me, it gives me, at least right now, it gives me, um, uh, now I'm looking at how things are, are weighed, you know, like it's not all straight lines, then there's a big curved one. Okay. Now, how do I, how do I get them on the page and how, you know, how do I do that? And so for me, that's very helpful at the moment. Different, yeah, yeah. different approach. And, and well, well, probably, but probably not. This is sort of what, what, I, what, I, what, I, what I find, what I find interesting is like, you could also approach things from a meta position, right? And you could, you could say, okay, so there's Trey who's composing right now and there's the material, but there's also Trey who kind of like moves out of the situation and looks through the glass roof and, you know, and sees what you do. Right. And that Trey sees why, what the commonality or what the relationship is mm. between these two sections that you where you don't see it because you're too close to it, but, but there's something in common. And I, I, believe me, like if, if you, like, if you had a music, a compositional lesson with me, I would convince you that that section that you think is completely different comes from a different place. I would show you where, how it transforms from, you know, the one idea to the other. And, 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 and obviously this is sort of like, kind of like a trick because you can always find these translations that take you from, from one state to another. And you just need to be kind of an art, you know, uh, you need to have the craft and you need some certain artfulness to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, um, but if you, you could also, and this is, this is sort of what I meant originally when I, when I was talking about the permutation of ideas, it's not literally like one, two, three, four, and one, two, uh, four, three, right? Mm -hmm. It's more about becoming aware of your toolbox. Like, so, so you sort of, um, whenever you like, like I do these exercises with people where I ask them to kind of like, uh, I, I give them three chords and they should, I ask them to write the fourth chord. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and then I ask you like, can you explain to me what, what was your thought process? Why did you put that fourth chord? And then they would say something and then say, okay, like, and, and all the, all the, um, in a dialogue, basically that kind of like gets put outside can be written down, can say, okay, so I thought that it would be great to end up like a half step uh, up from where we started. So then, you know, then I would ask the person to write, you know, Trey wants to end up a half step above from where he started, right? Like, and you do that over and over again, like in the process of, of, of composition classes, right? And you sort of develop this 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 box of things that you do, mm -hmm. right? And then, like the easiest way would be to write these all on cards and put them in, and you can just draw them out, right? And you see. But the amazing, the beautiful thing is what happens and once you, you have, once you have these once you have this written down, like you you draw a card and you say, oh yeah, this is what Trey would do. But since I know now, I'm aware that this is what Trey would do. Well, let me do the opposite or let me do, <laughs> yeah. let me go, let me go down a half step, not upper half step. Right. That's exactly what I thought. Like, like growing up in Texas, I, we have to do it the opposite. 
We just have to do the opposite. So I'm going to draw a card and whatever it says, I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> yes. And so that's, that's kind of like, that's the kind of um, spiritual or mental permutation that I'm talking about. It's not, it's not a mathematical thing, but it's sort of like becoming aware of how you approach things. You're basically uh, installing new branches uh, in your uh, decision trees that mm -hmm. you, you have available. And, and that's sort of um, why I would say that maybe your A and your B section, they are very much related, even though you're not. Yeah. Aware. Well, and also what, it's almost like um, it, it, it just starts, it, you, you start, for me, I start with kind of a left field idea, but, but then, then you, then you weave the threads, you know, across and you weave these threads over here and these threads start to come back, which, which is kind of why I don't, um, I used to kind of kick myself for taking so long to write music, but now I don't, because it, the more it, 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 it never goes bad. It actually, I mean, I'm not saying that it all always gets better, but there's always like the tapestry, just everything that's happened since the last time gets woven in, you know, and, and, yeah. and connects things. And, and uh, yeah. You know, with yeah. composition, I think there's, there's a lot, uh, a long gestation uh, period. And that, that again, that we're usually not even aware of. Like when people say, oh, I've, I've written uh, Love is a Battlefield in five minutes, right? Yeah, you did well there in that, but you had that melody, those ideas, that mood that was has been with you since you were eleven, right? right. And right. trust me, that's the way it goes, right? Like it's not, it's not like things just appear out of nowhere. Like right. we are, we are um, beings that are we are aware of the the passage of time, and as time passes like things start accumulating and they when they when they accumulate and there's enough push they kind of like get pushed out of that skin which you know that creative whatever i want to call it, you know what i mean right yeah. like and then it gets pushed out and there it is but sometimes you don't even know how long you've been chewing over something so but yeah and you might think that well this was really quick but the next one's really going to take a long time, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it, 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 it I think you, I think you make a good point is that we do all these efforts, but really it kind of almost doesn't take place in time anyway. We're just kind of, we're just kind of sewing it together in the, um, you know, also this, this idea, we have, we, we have, you know, because we're, we're also we're also working with this recorded medium. It's it's a strange new thing for music that's closer to the, the painting world and the sculpture world. Mm -hmm. You know, that wasn't the case. You know, until a hundred years ago. Yeah, you know, there, there are many threats that I uh, want to still respond to. Um, like one is, for example, for example, um, for me as an, uh, you know, English is not my mother tongue, right? And so there are certain words, certain phrases uh, in English that sort of, uh, I, I, and you know, I, I know it's maybe stupid, but like when people talk about muscle memory, right? Mm -hmm. 
for me, yeah. it's very literal muscle memory. Like, okay, that's the word that you use for muscle memory. But what is it really? Is it muscle memory? No, it's it's not muscle memory. It's not that not that the muscle memorizes anything, right? It's 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 you know it's in a different it's in a different on a different level of processing. It's not the it's not the muscle. And when I when I point that out, it's sort of like as people kind of uh, can get a little uh, uh, amused by that, right? Because obviously. Um, uh, when I then describe what muscle memory is, like in my words, people say, oh, that's muscle memory, <laughs> right? So because that's the way uh, language is, right? But I, I, I find that this, this um, uh, the, the idea to try to be like really specific with words also is, is, is something that really helps. It's, sort of, it's some sort of musical thinking. Mm. It, it really... Um, you're not you're not you're not kind of like taking for granted that's like a phrase of music translates to a specific meaning right like so you you need to break it down into into the smallest uh parts right so that it so you you know you you really need to describe what you mean with muscle memory mm-hmm. and, and that's sort of how i how i would approach writing a music that says muscle memory right mm. i would just assume that i can say muscle memory and it means muscle memory right this is right. kind of kind of stupid stupid thing but no 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 I, I get you you know what i mean it's 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 really it's really interesting and then um and we have used this this word a lot in the context of music musicians composers like they talk about ideas right mm. and i do it too mm. I think it's like the it's it's a very inappropriate word to to describe what we're dealing with for phrases of music or whatever you want to call it's it. It's not yeah. it's not it's not an idea. It's yeah. it's not an it's it's uh, it's something concrete already, right? Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, this is this is like something that has been. You know, sometimes I I I I agree, and and uh, sometimes I use the word idea. Um, especially when I'm talking with my coaching clients, the the uh, to kind of um, maybe still a little vague or or, or 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 off the way you're saying, but more um, there's the notes, and then behind that, two or three spots they're back. There's the idea. That's how, that's kind of how I look at it. And yeah. maybe that's not the best word, but it's it's closer to. Um, like you can take the idea and do many, many different things with it. And it's still, it's, it's not a re it, I don't, I don't know, you know, but the idea, the, the problem with that is the idea could be the order of the note. It, it could be manifest in the order of the notes, or it could be manifest in how we use sound design in our show together. Mm-hmm. You know that that's it's not about the notes, but eventually you have to get notes. Yes. You know, so that's yeah. that's how I tend to. Yeah, and and, and you work. know that's that's why um, this this idea <laughs> not to work with with uh, the or not to be, not to think that you need ideas in order to be create to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that is that's kind of like fascinating that's again like okay you have a puzzle in front of you 
and you solve the puzzle, right? It's and you're not the you're not creating the puzzle, but still you are the composer. And this is sort of like how I see it. Like the this the solving the puzzle is the actual is the art, right? Mm -hmm. It's not so it's not the the idea is it could be any idea, right? Like I said, you can roll dice or you know like you can you can find any sort of you can take the uh, the heights of the summits in the Himalayas or whatever, right? And you can create a piece of music out of that, yeah. But the 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 way how you put these this data into relation with each other, like how you translate it into sound, that that you know that's the puzzle solving, and that is the actual act of composition. You don't you know like the the ideas, the materials. You don't need to you don't need to you don't need to create them. You know it's already there. Mm -hmm. it's all there so it's 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 you know just you see what i mean it's kind of mm -hmm. um really really strange to even uh, to, to to verbalize this but i i think it's um you know we don't we don't need like some people say you don't need to reinvent the wheel and that's what making music is like right you 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 know you have the wheels and with all these wheels you can build you can build a new machine Mm -hmm. Right, and it doesn't have to be a, a clock, right? It, you know, or it doesn't have to be a steam engine. You can you can build, you know, and uh, and and that's sort of like where I see um, music really as, or or being a composer, uh, largely as somebody who is um, problem solving. And that's also why in in teaching composition, I think it should be, and it traditionally in in some cases it's actually also it is based on problem solving. It's like mm -hmm. if you have to write a four-part uh, uh, right. vocal score, let's say, right? You have these rules, and you know the idea is that you can solve the the problem, right? Mm -hmm. But again, there it's it's important that rather than like solving uh, somebody else's puzzles, you kind of like look for your look for your own puzzles. I mean, not the puzzle that you create, but you go out and you find okay, oh, there's something there. There's like there's like these two chords that that Trey played on his guitar and they sounded so awesome. My ear just can't pick out what it is, but I want to know what it is. And I realize ah, like interesting. Like there's like the middle voice moves up a half step again because that's what Trey does, right? And like, uh, and Damn it, you caught me. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's you know that's the fascinating that's that's a fascinating about making music yeah. and, and and you know like the 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 piece we played uh, at Seaprog. Like, have you, I mean, it's, again, like, I wouldn't say it's the greatest thing, but like, we have this, this really, this one melody that mm. we worked out, right? It's very integrated, isn't it? It's, it's super integrated, but it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in every section. And it, like, as we were playing it, I didn't even realize, like, mm. I wasn't hearing that we're just like, like weaving these motifs in and out all the time. And, you know, it's not something that we, we planned, like we were only talking about the beginning and the end. Right. right. So right. and 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 I think that's that's just so beautiful that um, on a certain level of uh, musical proficiency, or you know, not just on the instrument, but also like understanding mm -hmm. as you know, mm -hmm. as, as a person creating music in the moment, mm -hmm. that these things simply happen, and you don't have to force them. You don't really have to consciously say, "I'm going to play this motif." No, the motif will appear automatically. Yeah, and that's where, for me, that's where the kind of, um, uh, well, that's what happens in, for me, 
in mm-hmm. improvisation, you know, at different, it's not always at the same level, but if you're just, uh, if you're just listening and following the ideas along that, that happened, you know, yeah. That, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not actually surprising and it wasn't, it wasn't an effort. You're just, yeah. you know, you just, that's the topic that got thrown out on the table. So that's what we discussed. Yes. And, and you, you don't ever need to consciously reach for um, those motifs, like your, your ear, mm. whatever, like the whole uh, system, ear, brain, nerves, hands, muscles, blah, blah, blah. Um, creates these responses that um, that are, um, how shall I say this, like copies of some sort, like distorted copies of what gets what gets in, mm-hmm. right? So, and and this this has been uh, like you know, I was I was always believing that I was capable of doing that, but I didn't really know that there was um, with the Crimson Project when we did we did a summer uh, in 2014, uh, we played 60 shows or something. I think it was a lot of shows in one year. And I opened most of those um, concerts with a soundscape, but not just a soundscape, I was soloing on top of the soundscape. So I took like maybe three minutes to set something up, then I soloed, right? And, and then, um, and, and you know, like that was before in-ear monitoring, that was horrible sounds with the audience chatting. And and so I didn't I didn't really hear much of what I, I was just playing, basically playing to a drone. Mm-hmm. But then realizing when I was listening back uh, to those recordings that like there are like certain like motifs that kind of appear in this in the soundscape because like the delays meet in a specific way. So it's not necessarily something that I even had already played. Mm-hmm. But then I could hear like that I was responding to that. So I was repeating phrases that were in the in the loopers, mm-hmm. but not even not even. Uh, I, I didn't. I don't think it reached like the the threshold of consciousness even mm-hmm. in, in in the actual performance, mm-hmm. and and that was just a wonderful wonderful experience because that was like the moment where I realized okay so maybe I actually eventually I, I I did get to the uh, to this point that um, in my early life I was reading about when musicians were talking when John McLaughlin was saying like. Yeah, you learn all the scales and then you forget them, forget them, like these kind of quotes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at some point I was, I felt like somehow I have gotten there and I didn't even realize that I had gotten there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and yeah. Well, especially in that context where you're in, um, as a performer, you're in a bit of duress. Mm-hmm. because of the context and the audience. And um, sometimes I've found I, my uh, conscious isn't really the right word, but like my, my focus goes to all the duress, but you keep playing anyway. And afterwards, when you go back and listen, you don't hear the duress that you're, you've been enduring. You just hear the, uh, you hear the, 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 um, you know, the music behind it, which sometimes you don't even get to experience in the moment because you're kind of dealing with the sound or the, you're sweating or, yes. the or something yeah. out of tune, or there's like a, just a total dick eating his enchiladas in front of you talking to his girlfriend. 
<laughs> I'm thinking of I'm thinking of uh, um, what's the place in New York? Uh, Daryl's house. Daryl's. Daryl's house. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I play shows there where it's been really great, but also where there's like five people yeah. eating gelatas right like a foot from your pedal board. And you yeah, couldn't yeah. give a shit about their music. <laughs> and that's your whole experience, right? But meanwhile, you're still the music's going on around you. And yeah. Through- yeah, and, and somebody would listen to the recording of the show and get goosebumps in exactly that moment where you were angry about that dick, right? Yeah. So <laughs> this reminds this reminds me of one of my one of my earliest performances, and this was even before. Um, you know, there's this this tradition. I guess it's still there. I don't. I don't. I don't really know because I haven't been involved with guitar craft so long in so long. But uh, this heckling situation where Robert will set up a. a um, a performance situation and then he'll just heckle the shit out of the musicians and throw peanuts at them and and i i witnessed that i, I, I this is i'm getting a little off track but i first witnessed it on my first guitar craft course where uh, we went to this pub in west virginia like man it, it actually seems kind of mellow now when i imagine what a pub in west virginia might be like now in the current political climate but we did not belong there and we were, you know, we were getting up to play our little, little acoustic guitars in the corner. It's total redneck pub out in the country in West Virginia. And uh, everybody did their little performances and it was fine. And then people had gotten a little bit drunk and gotten a little more ambitious. So people started getting up and like doing extra stuff. And, you know, I'd only met Robert four days earlier and we were all still nervous about him and he's in a pub and like, are we, um, have we let down the formal relationship or what's going on here? You know, like what's going on? Uh, a guy got up and play. And I think it might've been James Hines, the third, who still, who appears here and there, uh, started playing something. And Robert turned to me and said, should I boo him? And I was like, oh, I, that just that wouldn't be very nice. Don't do that, you know. Like, uh, and he he ordered a piece of chocolate cake and went up on the stage and smushed it on his bed in the middle of the play. <laughs> and you know, mind you, for those who aren't aren't aware of any of this, it's it's a little bit like it's supposed to be when the musician is completely full of themselves. It's kind of the audience's job to say, hey, dude. Anyway. Getting back to an earlier story before that, um, I was playing with my band in Eugene, um, uh, Punishment Farm, and we had a gig at this kind of a similar, like it's a it's a blues rock club, like where you do, 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 and but we were kind of more of a punk band, and we one of our first gigs there opening for a, a blues band. Um, uh, there weren't that many people yet, and we we're playing, and a guy. The, the stage was like, you know, this high, which was a little kind of high for that kind of a room, wasn't a big room. And there was a guy standing right under me for our whole like 40 minute set. He was staring at me, just ye- yelling at me like, fucking twat, you're a pussy. You can't play worth a shit. Bah, bah, bah. And just like the whole fucking 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was totally true. Like it just told it, it completely just like galvanized my whole presence of like, I'm just going to play the shit out of this at you, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, 
that's where the audience, uh, you know, my focus was like, well, okay, uh, uh, the, the kind of music, it, it demands attitude and this gave more attitude, sure. But my focus was like, this fucker's gonna get every, like every note's gonna just, I'm gonna trash his soul with every note. <laughs> he was giving it back to me. Yeah. And, yeah. and we didn't even, you know, I thought when I get off stage, like, should I be nervous or, and he was, he was gone. I didn't, or, you know, like, I have no idea. And it was directed towards me. It wasn't even the other band members. Like, what, what the hell? Like, what, what have I done to you? What, what are you, what are you seeing in me? Mm -hmm. That like yeah. our singer, like our singer really, he, he deserves it more than me. What do you like? I'm just the guitar player over here. <laughs> You know, people, you know, under the influence of whatever, people pick up these these vibes, you know, sometimes. And and there's, you know, and it gets amplified and you get that sort of response, I guess, you know. It wasn't you, it was 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 him. He was he was yeah. shouting at it himself. Yeah, sure. But 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 somehow I was um I was the right container for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Which, yes. which uh, uh, I'm glad it's not like that anymore. Maybe it'll become that again as I get older. Who knows? <laughs> you see, the the fascinating aspect about doing electronic music, and I mean, like what what Robert Fripp does or did with the soundscaping, and like you know, like what we do, which mostly electronic, right? Then, in the end, uh, is that you know, like some you know. Some fans ask me the question, like, did the audience like have an influence on how you played or, you know, like, and I can really like after not so many years, but like 10 years of playing a lot of shows, I can tell you it doesn't have an influence. Like, yeah, you know, like maybe I, I feel shit or maybe I feel good or it doesn't listening back to the performance. I couldn't, I, I can't tell. It's it's impossible to tell, and especially like what I mean, especially with the electronic music. Like, just imagine like the the hate that Robert has, you know, must have gotten on the like the G three tours, oh yeah, or stuff like that. And you yeah. know, now they're they're putting out these like fifty two soundscapes, and like ten of them were recorded on G three tours, mm -hmm. uh, right, and or shows, and and people weren't listening, or they hated it, or like were, were thinking uh, thinking he was the uh, guitar tech setting up <laughs> something, right. Right? you know, right. like this kind of thing. But then you listen to you listen to like a piece like that, and you're like deeply moved, and it's like a, incredible music. And so, like it has like the the circumstances of performance has, and I know that like maybe even Robert himself would have a different perspective on that. Mm. But I I believe that that really music is is much bigger, much stronger than any any human influence or any human emotion or it's like it just happens and and there is like even in the in the in the worst circumstances um something can get created that is just absolutely uh uh not just timeless but also um uh how do you say like do you, you know that it's not tied to a place mm -hmm. right? like on that that tour that i mentioned like 65 um shows with crimson project uh uh, we played in Sardinia and we played in uh, Norway, mm. right? And, you know, like one show was super cold and the other one was like super sweaty uh, Saturday night 
overlooking uh, the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, like, and listening to those those two pieces, you wouldn't be able to tell. There's mm. no dif there's no difference. Like, it really is just you could say it's just me, me as like the filter. Um, and maybe that's what, and maybe I could say that's why I'm not a great, not a great musician because, like, you know, what just comes out is just me and I. <laughs> right. But it's, but it's, but I find, I find it, I still find that interesting, and and I really think about and I believe in music and to that degree that I think yeah. it's it's really like it would be arrogant to say that we really have a big influence on. Well, on the on what I call music, obviously there's um, there's more than that. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it's funny because we 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 um, and it's, of course coming from the the background that we have in common, there's a there's this the sense that music is precious almost mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's going to do its thing. You can be precious about it as you want. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're the precious ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really, really, like, do, do you want to? Do, and, and this is, I mean, I'm I'm very bad at that, but I would like to be also. Um, you know, why do I need to suffer if I know that what I'm going to do here as a performer is, and I just say, I just, I'm still going to say it is good enough mm -hmm. right so, mm -hmm. so so why do i like the 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 you know photography mm -hmm. right yeah it's annoying and sometimes i get angry right mm -hmm. but then like what is what is what why would i um spend energy my energy on top of the fact that it's annoying it's stupid it's annoying right and and I, I'm I was I'm you know like being with Pat and Tony really it was very good for that because they have a very good way of dealing with uh, such situations. Yeah, you know even though they they don't you know they don't uh, how do you say they don't support uh, people doing that, but they also don't condemn them. You know, right, right, right. So it's. Um, Yeah, I mean, what what do you think about you know like? I mean, there's this this one this one um, this this lady that took off her top, and one of your shows. Oh, yeah. oh that was awesome. So, so. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. It was awesome because it, I mean, it's really interesting because I get I get the idea um, about photography and taping, and I do. Um, well, you know, what's funny about that, 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 that particular incident that you're talking about in San Francisco with the Trey gun band, where the last show, the last show, the last piece of the show, this woman started dancing, which, um, well, I'll tell it the other way. The beginning of that show, we were playing in a small club for three nights and, uh, this uh, maybe second set, I can't remember if we did two sets or not, but, um, we went out on stage, must have been the, the beginning of the show, and all these people started taking pictures. Mm -hmm. And I felt it, it, it was very, it, it wasn't like, um, 
you know, oh, you're stealing my soul. Not that that's Robert's thing or, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, oh, the, 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 you know, you're not being present or, or just any of that. It was like, I just felt really confused. Like, what are you taking pictures of? There's just four guys standing up here and it's not a very nice club and it's, it's, we're all crammed and it's like, there's nothing visually beautiful here at all. There's the lights are hanging down and, you know, we don't have glitter on or anything. And I, 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 I my, my confusion was like, what's happening here. I, I felt confused. And then I was like, um, so I, we, we, uh, either, I don't, I don't think I stopped the music, but, but, uh, maybe after the first tune, I went to the mic and I was like, I don't really understand why you guys are taking pictures or something like that. Look, take a bunch of pictures right now. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I even said, there's no dancing girls or anything here. Like there's nothing to see. And so take all your pictures and then chill and just listen. And then sure enough, at the end of the show, this woman got up and danced, which for the kind of music we do, people don't dance. And then she got this guy to get up and dance with her. And then she took her top off or I can't remember what she did. I think she even like sucked her nipple or like, it was like a like, totally weird. Uh, but you know, it was at this kind of fevered pitch in the middle of this improvisation. And uh, it was, she was putting on a show for the room, but also it, it, it wasn't a hundred percent an inappropriate response. Let's put it like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was her, it, it, there was some kind of a, almost a genuine, like, here's how I'm going to respond to this. Uh, so yeah. Uh, but for me, uh, for me, it's just, um, it's just a distraction factor. I feel like, uh, if people, I, I get, you want to take a picture or two, you know, and then, um, don't, don't, don't distract us, but I, I don't have a philosophical issue yeah. with it. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I feel like the music, music is, I, I have enough, a little harsh to say, but I feel like it's a little bit of a lack of faith uh, that, the, that, that that's going to corrupt something as, as huge as music. Okay. I'm yeah. not in, I'm not in huge context where there's 500 people doing it and bootlegging and all that, but. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take photos at a show, but it is annoying if somebody's sitting next to you or standing next to you looking at his phone or like, like for the audience, I think it's horrible. It like, yeah. like for the for the musicians on stage, yeah, maybe you know, I can, yeah. I, I, most of the time, I tune the the audience out anyway, right? Like, I have no choice because I'm focusing. And on we don't music. we don't play these kind of shows. I mean, maybe you maybe you did with uh, uh, Townsend, but um, mm-hmm. uh, where you see you know you see sh- films or, or shots of where everyone in the in the in the first rows they're all they've all got a camera holding up we don't play shows like that that would be that would be tough that would be tough yes yeah yeah you know um i think i told you about this before but i i want to do this like here publicly also uh there's an amazing uh film by a german comedian and the film is called jazz club and um, it's basically it's 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 a comedy, but it's very tragic, and it's 
sort of like filmed in a very very um, particular low lo-fi style you could say right and it's it's like the most amazing film about what it means to be in the arts or in music in particular and sort of like the way it goes is that this this main guy and the the guy who wrote and and plays the main part is called Helge Schneider and he he is a jazz musician he really is a jazz musician and so he he works in the film he works five jobs he sells fish he's a male prostitute uh he delivers newspapers like like all the cliches like and and so this the, the first like night it, it's like the film is 95 minutes long right so in the first 90 minutes about are about all the stuff the cliches that you have to go through as a musician so for not not getting paid um like um the second when they are not getting paid they're being offered like like uh uh, pickle of plums as pay and then the next time they go ask the, the 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 owner of the club actually dies and like like it's it's really to totally over the top right all these things and and there's like the club is always empty like that you know like but there's like one night there's actually a guest there and they they get excited about that one guest turns out it's a bootlegger right sitting there with a the tape so it's it's a really amazing film kind of like kind of like showing all of this and then um, there is like like um, uh, like a hobo living under a bridge that he sometimes kind of plays like uh, uh, some sort of uh, basketball with, right? Like this man, and and at the same you know he's also talking about like this great guy Earl Mobile, which is like this jazz musician he admires so much. And obviously, at the end, it turns out the hobo under the bridge is Earl Mobile, right? And so it's really it's an amazing film. Okay, so and then you would say, okay, yeah, well, it could be over. But then the last five minutes are absolutely amazing. Like some aliens come in a spaceship and they pick up his band, right? And they go to some other planet. And on that other point, they like there's a huge like a football field of fans waiting for them. And they get up on that stage and they play, and it's like a huge success, right? And that's the film. I get goosebumps telling you about wow. it. It's, no, it's it's absolutely fascinating. You know, this this is really kind of like uh, you know, like you, sometimes you uh, if you take it if you take it too seriously, and this is kind of like the point I was trying to make. If you take things too seriously, you really you know there is no point of doing this on this planet, mm. right? maybe maybe on some other planet people will appreciate it and mm -hmm. i know that there are people on this planet that do appreciate what i do what you do and mm -hmm. and but but just like the like the numbers right this mm -hmm. numbers thing that we learn um I, I don't know like maybe even more more so you in the us you know like this the idea like of capitalism and you oh know, absolutely like, yeah 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 and and uh, and then like it turns out like Okay, if you really look at the numbers, like when people ask me, "Will this will this be a DVD?" I say, uh, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to pay for it? You can have one if you pay for it." <laughs> but you know, but it also shows that um, the real fans who sort of like have maybe no idea of the business behind it, right? Mm -hmm. They really believe that what you is the greatest thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like exactly. there, you know, you know, there's this this image of you know this is this this has been created in an ivory tower, right, mm -hmm. with like a huge mixing board. But no, on my laptop, like my 12 year old laptop, 
you know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 No, I think it is different over here. I mean, it's hard for me to judge, um, here and where you are now, as opposed to, you know, what it was like when I was, when I was growing up, but, you know, I can remember, and I remember talking with, uh, Michael Manring, uh, and Alonso about this, um, and it hadn't occurred to me for decades that when we, when I was younger, there was this idea of selling out. I don't even think it exists anymore, but there was this selling out idea. And, and um, what we, we were sitting around at the airport one time in Mexico and we started talking about this. And suddenly I remembered when I was a teenager, like maybe like 18, you could tell when a band had sold out. It had nothing to do with radio play or numbers. You could hear it from the first moment you dropped the needle on the record. Like, oh, they've, they, you could hear it in the music. And I remember saying that to Michael and he was like, damn, you are right. I remember we used to be able to, there was this context of like, there was this purity and now the aim had changed and you could hear it from the first freaking bars of music. Now we don't even, I, there's no, there's no way to even, it doesn't even register. I don't, I don't think, you know, you know, it's, it's fascinating because I thought about that a couple of days ago as well, that in a way, a lot of people, because selling out has been part or that, that vibe, let's say has been part of our culture for such a long time. So now it's a starting point for people. Mm -hmm. I really believe it is a starting point. Yeah. Some people yeah. where it's, it's, it is, it's not about, it's really, is not about the music anymore, but it's about the feeling of doing something that will make you money. Yeah. Yeah. Or massive attention, or massive attention. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But like yeah. there's this, yeah. there, so the motivation is kind of like removed from, from music and, and, and there's I mean, no, it's, it's no, there's no artistic process except for within that purpose. Yeah, but you know what is interesting though nowadays I find is that it that does not have to mean that the music is bad. Yeah. Right? Because like the, the best example like that I like like this image I have like a couple young guys like here in in Germany in the 80s, you know, if you wanted to if you liked girls that were dressed in black and you know leather or whatever, like you maybe started a band that played, you know, what then was called dark wave or whatever, or goth rock or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So you would just do that. Maybe initially you, you, you know, you were looking to meet girls, right? right. But you, maybe you created some amazing songs that then kind of actually meant something to people. Right. right so maybe right. it didn't, didn't mean anything to you other than, you know, you wanted to meet girls, mm -hmm. but there you go. And I've, that's, again, that's another thing I find so wonderful about music and where I really believe music is greater than any, any any uh, human intention or uh, it's totally once it's once it's out there as like you played a performance or it's recorded it, it really takes on a life on, on its of its own and um, the, the the intentions they don't really matter anymore yeah and and also I mean what's interesting especially on this this uh, it, it, of course, these guys still had to sit down and write music. So the process starts, yes. right? Yeah. 
Um, yes. And also what's interesting about this kind of selling out thing, whatever that even means nowadays, is that you really can't, in, except in very rare situations, you don't become successful anyway nowadays. And so that means people actually, maybe that was their aim, but in, in, in a lot of cases, they still end up doing cool stuff because they're not bound by the kind of parameters that success says the music has to be. You know what I mean? Sometimes they just run, they run wild anyway, because it doesn't really matter what you're doing. <laughs> It's, you know, there was a time when I was hoping that um, superstars, you know, would at some because I believe that a lot of people that are superstars are actually music lovers, mm. right? Mm. Like, Absolutely. like, like even like Madonna probably yeah. loves music, yeah. and yeah. and uh, Lady Gaga, like, and then I heard stories that Lady Gaga likes industrial music and blah blah blah, Nine Inch Nails and, right? So you would you would you would hope. That you know, once she has enough money, right? That yeah. there would be this process where, oh, I now I can do anything. I don't care if people buy my music, and let me just do what I want to do. I already have enough money in the bank, right? Or try something so, crazy. Yeah, try something crazy. And like Madonna did some of something like that, where they where she had like some more experimental producers like working with her and stuff, right? But like it never really went to a place where it was where it, where you would say, okay. And I think it's probably not even the fault of the artist. It's like the structure around yeah, them. They're the kind of an ind they're an industry with all these other people around, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, so somehow, um, and I, I find that ex really sad. Like if you think about yeah. it, you know, because it means that um, some of the uh, uh, musical dreams of those people will never get fulfilled, even though they could fulfill them, but they could uh, do yeah, it. Yeah. 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 And, you know, um, it's kind of not a great example, but uh, Bowie seems like the one who did that. I mean, it's not a great example because he was already done so many amazing things, but then he got conventional and then he just fucking ran off the deep end and said, fuck it, you know. Um, you know, you're also reminding me of, um, did you know, uh, and, and I haven't heard any of this for a long time, but apparently... Um, Eddie Van Halen did a whole bunch of like solo music uh, that Warner Brothers just just didn't want to deal with, and he kind of abandoned it. And uh, apparently, it was amazing and really unusual. For me, that's almost a really sad story. Like, what, what the hell? Come on, you could you could easily do that and this. Hey, you know, I mean, it's it's super, it's it's a super subtle thing, even like maybe you have like the A and R guy visiting the studio while you're mixing, and makes some stupid remark that just hurts, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 some decision gets made on the mix, like turn down Robert Fripp's solo, no, like uh, that sounds that sounds like a, uh, <laughs> like a drill, <laughs> like, okay, so then you know you turn it down, like and. You know what I mean, right? And so I'm pretty sure that in like most like like hits that we know, there's some outside there influence. Some there was some stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Which which you know like made something more streamlined and mm. and I mean you know like I know maybe it's kind of like the price. Like if you if you're like me and you say you know I you know like. 
no, I don't want to, I'm not going to change anything. And like, just going to, you know, stick with what I have. And that, that, that means that, okay, you're not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to say that like one of my delusions is that I still believe that you can successful, <laughs> can be successful doing what you do. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and also you, I mean, what I want to say in that kind of imaginary scenario is, um, will prove to me that this is going to equal success if I yeah. do it, right? Prove it to me. Yes. The, the, the examples really are more stacked the other way. But even if you did all that, it's, you know, like I, well, like we were saying about the sellout thing, people are going to smell it. Hey, yeah. so for, for example, uh, Peter Gabriel's So, which mm. was the big album, right? Right. So, and, and I'm, I'm still wondering, like, why was that album so big? It would be so interesting to learn about the business structure behind it. Mm. Like, be, because there, something, it's not just that the music chain was different, right? Mm. Something in the way it was presented, something in the way that it, it kind of like resonated with the market, mm-hmm. um, made it the big success that it was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 I'm sort of like, uh, you know, as a researcher, like more interested in those aspects of of popular music nowadays than in actually the production of the music. You know, but you, I don't think there's much information you can find about these these. You know, things. you can you can everybody can tell their story, and and I've heard Jerry's story, which is not the through story, but um, I feel like. Th- those levels of success, you can't say it, 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 there's so much luck involved and like what's not in the market at that moment, what's not in competition with it, what happens, you know, how it, you know, he was building, there was a machine. I mean, I don't think, I don't think anything makes that happen. I think it's a, I think it's a combination of, uh, you, you can't predetermine that kind of shit. In other words, you know, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I would say it's, uh, it's probably naive for a few to say that because we know that there are businesses that do actually that, like, like the, the Apple laptop I have in front of me, right? Like, why do I use that? Why is, is, is Apple such a successful brand, right? There's right. because there is, there is a design aspect to it. And, and what I mean, the design, not just visual design, but just, just uh, brand awareness. Um, there is something about that. And I believe that there are artists in that field, right? Like not just craftsmen, artists in that field who can sort of like bring a, a, a product into the awareness of people. And, and like in the case of so, I, I just, I don't know if it's true, but I'm just the way that I'm imagining it is that maybe whatever like Geffen Records or whatever label it was, they had like three and a half million, three and a half million lying lying around which they needed to write off. Mm -hmm. And it was the only album they had in May. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so they put the money into promotion Mm. and, and Peter was allowed to do that, that video. Well, that's what, that's, that's what I mean. Not that, not that you can't make it, but Peter couldn't, decide that no 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 for sure you know that there's and and geffen could spend all that money and it could not work too but you know you you get the you 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 do your best uh 
you know, and could they have done that with the melting face record or, no. or, or even the security record, you know, it's hard to know, you know, yeah, no, no, but no. Or you if know, you take that record and like added, you know, done it in 1990 instead, mm -hmm. there's like so many, so many variables. Yeah, so, so factors come, so many factors come together, but I really, the point I was trying to make is that within these, these factors that play a role, there must have been a bias mm. some end that kind of like no this. Yes. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Hey, do you, do you need to go? Yeah. I, I, I need to go as well. Good so, conversation. Yeah. It was, was awesome. So, uh, next week, same time. Uh, <laughs> same yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or Friday or Friday. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. but, yeah, yeah, and I mean, some, some, at some time, uh, at some point, we need to talk about how we want to put this stuff out, right? <laughs> I have an, I have a concept. Cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Anyway. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, tomorrow. Right. Exactly. Yes. All yeah. right. Okay. Just Bye for now. Bye. Bye.